0: Hey, what's up, guys? Bright back from Rock Life Studios. We're going to have episode four of Out the Top coming your way today. We've got some good topics we want to discuss, so we'll get right after it. Three, two, one, edit. Hey, guys, Bright here. Uh, we're just going to get right after it. There's just me today, no Dan. Uh, Dan, he's had a rough couple of weeks. Uh, of course we raced at, um, wind rock, God, wind rock and wildcat. I can never get those two straight. I'm going to start calling them wild rock. Uh, we raced at wind rock and then we were supposed to turn around and go straight to Disney. Um, original plans were to record some at almost did it again record some at wind rock. And we did a little, and then we had another segment we were going to do. And the wind was so horrible. Uh, Friday night, we were set up outside and, and everything that we tried to do was just unusable. So we were going to skip and he was going to go to Disney and we were going to set up and do a, uh, a zoom call from Disney on Thursday. And, uh, his truck broke down just outside just he just had left his house on wednesday with his semi and uh his truck took a crap on him and so he spent all day wednesday and all day thursday trying to get that deal done ended up not getting to make the trip to disney um and it's just been hectic uh at shop hectic with the racing uh you know there's more races this weekend and then we've got Wildcat next weekend, uh, so we, we, we've we not found our, our place yet, I guess, everything has just been trying to go against us, so it's just me today, uh, we're just going to run over some stuff, uh, talk about a few things that's hit the news recently, and uh, we'll do a little quick recap on the last couple uh, races since we've not got to put much out for you. All right, so first thing, um, excuse me, first thing today is uh, there's been a little bit of news uh, from the Polaris world in the last couple weeks. Uh, We talked about that a little bit at, at, um, golly, we talked about that a little bit at Windrock. I don't know why I cannot say that, Uh, but we didn't get to put it out. That was part of that uh, windstorm we were in. Uh, Polaris unveiled their first, or... Polaris unveiled their new Razer 1000. It'll be a 2024 model. It's the first major redesign of that flagship unit in 10 years. Uh, you know, that, that unit come out in 2014. They changed it a little bit immediately in fifteen, and then it went remotely unchanged until they've done the fascia swap. I think it was in nineteen, but no major upgrades over that entire course. This is a completely new machine. Uh redesigned frame, new engine. They're calling it the ProStar 2.0. It's got a little bit more horsepower to it. Um comes with a roof and full doors. It it reminds me more of a um KRX just the way this the style of it is. But I'm glad to see Polaris is finally, you know, 10 years on one platform is a long time. And you know, it won't be long before Can-Am gets there with, with the X3, but 10 years on one platform is a long time. So I'm glad to see they're finally, uh, taking that unit and giving it a new life. I think that'll be good. It'll be good for sales because so many people are wanting the, the pro XP and, and things of that nature. So that'll be good for Polaris. Um, I'm not sold on the unit aesthetically but I wasn't sold on the pro and I don't think anybody was really. I think once you get a set of doors on that deal and, um, a cage on it, some actual tree bars, bumpers, things like that, I think it's going to be a really good looking machine. Uh, so, you know, kudos to Polaris for, for stepping up in in that aspect, you know, also from Polaris, uh, so we talked about this a little bit with the Robbie Gordon deal, the LS Seven production razor or whatever. So what provoked Robbie into that was what we're about to talk about, and, and I, this is something we kind of knew was coming, uh, but we wanted to wait till the official release to talk about it. Uh, Polaris's new factory race program, basically, uh, Polaris is taking a f1 approach to their 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 racing uh polaris has always had like a factory program but this is a true race team that polaris is building it's going to have it's going to be a three-car team you know they've got 12 full-time employees uh they've partnered with with you know bf goodrich method uh fox all these other companies vp race fuel rockford fosgate They've partnered with all these companies to create an actual race car. It's going to be a production-based race car. Rumor is, now they've not released this. Rumor is that they are going to sell, though, make enough of them to sell them to where they can run in the production classes. So, that'll be interesting. Uh, I'll read you a little excerpt from this um, article we got here. This is from uh, the Checkered Flag Polaris Factory Racing will field three Pro-R factory race cars during the 2023 SCORE season and at Best in the Desert, Vegas, Torino. For factory drivers, Brock Hager, Caden McCochran, and Austin Weiland, each of the trio's cars will have different liveries. Uh, da, 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 da. we'll skip that. Let's see. The vehicle utilizes a Players Pro Star 2-liter four-cylinder engine with 225 horsepower, lightweight chassis that both meets the desert and FIA rally raid regulations along with rear-mounted radiators, Fox 3.0 live valves, uh, dynamic suspension. Man, this this deal could be uh could be a game changer. So from what I understand, they're going to try and run um mainly the, the desert stuff. I don't know if this is going to be a, a hammer's rock race car. Um, which I think that's where they're missing the boat. I would love to see them do something to compete with the Can-Ams in the rock race. You know, they already won the desert race out there this year. I think they swept it all three spots. So I don't know. The rock race is what everybody cares about and hammers. And, you know, out of, I have talked to some people with Polaris, and out of Polaris' own mouth, they only care about four or five races a year. They do not care about East Coast guys out of their own mouth. They told me, you know, we have neglected you guys. We, we really don't pay attention to the East Coast. It's all about the West Coast to us. And I guess they consider that rock race even though it's it's at hammers it's on the west coast that's an east coast thing and they want to be more uh desert cars than they want to be rock cars and i don't understand that they're missing a whole side of the country um but you know whatever uh kudos to them for stepping up like i said i heard they're going to be a production-based vehicle here soon uh rumored to be around hundred and twenty thousand dollars a car they are going to sell them. Uh, from what I understand, they're going to sell them to racers. uh, are going to get the first dibs on them, but they're going to have to make them available to the public in some form or fashion so they can qualify for the production classes in the events that they're wanting to run. Uh, interesting to see how that turns out. Hey guys, have you ever wondered how we're able to keep our machines looking so good in between every race, especially with all the abuse Dan puts them through? That's because we use Maxima SC1 on all of our machines to help them get that brand new shine and hide all the scratches before every run. Not only do we use Maxima SC1 that make our machines look their best, we also run Maxima racing oils, fully synthetic engine oil to help our machines perform at their best as well. We also run Maxima side side trans in our transmission and Maxima side side drive in our front differentials with zero failures. Guys, Maxima Racing Oil is the official oil of Team Rock Life Racing and the exclusive oil of Rock Life Off-Road. Okay, so we'll jump right into Windrock. Before we get to the actual uh, results, we'll talk a little bit about the, just the weekend in general. Uh, we got there on Thursday. It was already wet the spot that uh of course we've been racing these so for those of you who don't know about windrock and, and those that do, you know, for years we raced what we call the big hills. Uh they were out on the front side of where we're racing now. But they are horsepower hills. They are straight up. They're gnarly. Uh, I've seen some of the worst wrecks I've ever seen going up those hills. We've not run those in several years now, I think three or four years. Uh so now we're racing on the back side the what what are actually Uh, the original race to riches heels from, from pro rock fame, uh, years ago, I like those heels better. Um, it's more racy. The front side is more, you know, a 16, 17 second heel. Um, you can do a few little things at the bottom, but it's, it's a very quick event if you go to the front side. So I prefer racing back there in the back where we're at. The only downside for us as a, uh, retailer vendor sponsor is I can't get my stuff, uh, to set up with the crowd. All of us vendors are just outside where we can barely see the race hills. Um, so it sucks. You know, I I used to love going to Windrock because I could sit in my vendor trailer and see everything. Now we can't really do that. So we, we, even though I can hear them, I can see them through the trees. Uh, we take a TV and set up and watch that live feed, uh, from Rock Racing TV right there at our trailer. Uh, it's weird because you get a little, a uh, little delay. You hear we, we <laughs> this past, when we were there, we were taking bets. You would hear somebody down at the bottom of the hill trying to get up this first ledge and they would either make it or wouldn't make it. But you couldn't, you couldn't tell by the sound sometimes because once they got up that they kind of got quiet anyways. So we were taking bets. Oh, did he make it? Did he make it? Come on. You want to bet? You want to bet? And then we would have like a 10 second lag. Then we could watch it on TV and actually figure out if he made it up the hill or not. So, uh, it was pretty cool. But, uh, Windrock, like I said, we got there on Thursday uh it was already wet it was already nasty the spot I usually park in Clyde had his uh vendor trailer in and I'm thankful for that because that was a mud hole I didn't want to be there so we had to park out a little bit farther away from the hills than what I'm used to um which was turned out just fine uh we just kind of hung out in the road a little bit but no big deal so Dan got there, uh, Thursday evening as well, parked right there next to me. And then the plan was to, uh, do some recording on Friday night, uh, which we actually, I think we recorded some on Thursday too. Yeah. We recorded some on Thursday evening and then we recorded on Friday night, but that was when the windstorm came through. So we didn't get to use any of that. Uh, but anyways, Friday. Like I said, it was already muddy on Thursday. It didn't rain actually much Thursday once we got there. And then Thursday night, it, it come a drizzle rain, a pretty good rain all night long. So Friday, uh, it was a mud hole. <clears throat> Excuse me. Uh, it was just an absolute uh, slop fest and made things very, very interesting. Uh, the stock class had uh, one little hill that, that, that kept giving people fits that I never seen. Uh, I never seen that hill giving people trouble. Uh, stock class had that cup class was pretty interesting. Uh, Venn class, you know, they done, they done relatively well Their Their course wasn't too bad. Uh, so all in all, with the mud and everything, it still turned out to be a pretty good day for racing. Uh, even though you know we sat through the rain, it wasn't other than the obvious. Uh, the racing was still good. Uh, the crowd was was pretty good for a Friday. They all sat through it, and then uh, you know, like I said, into Friday night it got a little rowdy with the wind. I know it did. Uh, so Windrock is not very far from 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 here, where we're at now. Uh, my home got way more wind and rain than we did at Wind Rock. So <clears throat> I'm thankful that, uh, it didn't get too rough on us down there. We had a, had a, had a good weekend, uh, going into Saturday, man, where it had rained, it made everything so slick. Uh, I know a lot of the bouncers, a lot of the UTV bounty. So you start the start line. And you run straight into this big ledge. It's it's on the ground. Like you don't climb a hill. You're just, boom, ledge. And you got to jump this ledge. Well, if the ledge wasn't slick enough right after the ledge, uh, there's ruts that the 44s couldn't dig out of. You know, there was very, I think, UTV Bounty only had uh, two or three people get up that ledge all day. Uh Bouncers, you know, at, at some point, so Dan, his first run, UTV bounty, he couldn't get up it and he found the line, but it was too late. Um, you could jump up it and run to the left and kind of bypass the rut part. Well, he'd done that. And, and, but by the time he'd done that, he was timed out. Uh, so he didn't get to try it again, but he showed the line to everybody else and then even some of the big bouncers ended up taking that line and going around to the left. Uh, you know, it was pretty gnarly, and literally you're 40 foot from the starting gate. It's it's bam, bam, and right there. So uh, Will Bell put on an absolute show. Uh, you know, you can go on his TikTok, and he's got a video. It's over two, three minutes long of him trying to get up that deal, and he would just turn over and – hit it again and turn over and hit it again. And, uh, you know, kudos to him. He put on a hell of a show right there at that little, I don't know if it has a name or not. It's just a little, little rock. But, uh, you know, you, like I said, you only had two or three people get up that all day in the UTVs. And then some of the people, once they got up that you could, uh, there was only a couple people that got up it and then could get to the big hill on the other side. Well, You got to the big hill, and I know Dan was one, I think Madison King was one, uh, finally got up to the big hill, and then once they got there, they couldn't do nothing with the big hill. So the three guys that ended up on the podium in the bounty class are the only three people to finish a run all day. So, I mean, that just goes to show you what a little bit of rain will do to some of these hills because almost everybody finished that course last year. Uh, You know, there wasn't that many people DNF. So just a little bit of rain, uh, year's worth of aging. Uh, it does look like those ruts on top of that little ledge. It looked like somebody had been in there digging them out because I do not remember them being that bad last year. And maybe it was just because of the weather and all the rain that they'd had. It just washed them out. Uh, regardless, you know, Windrock is my favorite place to go watch a race. Um, I said this on the live feed the other day for the races. Give me 10 Windrocks a year. I know there's at least three places we can run and we can run in babies back. We'll, 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 we'll run them three times a year and then have a big, big finals at the end. I'd, I'd be happy with that. So after the Windrock, uh, weekend we moved, uh, you know, Windrock was over, uh, you know, and this is something else I want to talk about, uh, the schedule you go from Windrock, uh, and we had to be straight at Disney the very next weekend. So I was sitting in my vendor trailer And the race was over, and people were starting to leave, right, just normal. And I noticed Wade Goode was parked out close to me, and he had had some trouble during the day. And I noticed Wade was turning around and leaving, like, and it looked like he was in a hurry. And I'm like, why? where is he going that is so important on a Saturday night, you know, Well, we got hung up and it was a while before we actually got to pull our rig out. So we were there another two or three hours. And before we left the park, I pull up my Facebook and just killing time. And Wade is, um, at home with another buggy and his buggy. And they're already on the lifts tore down, getting ready for Disney. So, I mean, that ought to tell you some of the, uh, you know, just, just how dedicated these guys are to get those points, to, to get the machines ready, to be back at uh, Disney in in three or four days. You know, so that's kudos to them. Those guys were on it. Uh, like I said, I, I could tell he was in a hurry when he was leaving, but I I couldn't understand why. And, uh, Saturday night, they done had that thing tore down. I don't know how far they made it, but they were, I, you know, the pictures and videos, there was 10 people in that garage and they were all doing something intently. So they knew how important it was to get race prepped and get ready to go back. Cause they had to leave probably on Wednesday to head to Oklahoma. So you needed to have everything in order Saturday or Sunday. So if you had to order parts, find parts, you had Monday to find parts Tuesday to put it back together, put it on the trailer Wednesday and get gone. So, uh, I mean, that's the kind of dedication it takes to run, especially this kind of schedule that we're running right now. Uh, you know, we had, uh, outlaw a few weeks before wind rock, we had wind rock, we had Disney outlaw again is going to be this coming weekend. And we're back at wildcat the weekend after that. And I'm not sure where the next outlaw race is or when it is. So, I mean, it's unreal what these guys are doing just to get to race. You know, I hate that we missed Disney, but. It is what it is. It wasn't because our machines were not performing. We just couldn't get there. Uh, so, you know, once again, kudos to those guys for doing what they're doing. All right. So anyways, moving on to actually to Disney. Uh, of course, like I said, we didn't get to make the trip. I was stuck at the shop uh, having to watch the live feeds. Looked like everybody had a good time. There was some gnarly runs out there. Um, so it, it, it was good to see... You know, Disney doesn't usually bring out a big crowd. So it was a relatively short race weekend. It's just, man, I I just don't like Disney for uh, race events. I just don't think it's conducive to what we do. Yeah, they've got some iconic places, but it's just not, I don't know. It's completely foreign to us from what... We do, and I know we're rock racers or whatever but and that is rock, but it's a bit much there is no there's no dirt anywhere, but it is what it is uh I would prefer if we you know didn't go there at all I, I'm, maybe i'm I'm butt hurt over uh last fall at the final steal i just I just don't like it I just don't think it's uh it's not good for uh our style of racing. I just don't think it's good for, you know, we have to park forever and ever away. If you break something, it is a utter chore to run back to your pit, basically. You can't bring all your stuff that's in your trailer with you. It's a chore to run back to your trailer to get the parts. You know, you can't hardly get your buggy back up there, so you have to go get the stuff, bring it down to where you're racing, fix it there. It's just not... You know, places like Windrock, places like Bikini Bottoms, uh, places like uh, Wildcat, you can get to your stuff a whole lot easier, you know, especially with the limitations that the city of Disney puts on us about traveling, you know, they don't care that we're there racing. The city of Disney does not, absolutely does not care about us. They're going to have a big crowd with or without us, Uh, so you know, try explaining to Disney police. And for those of you who don't know, so Disney is is a I hesitate to use the word town. It's I I wouldn't even call it a town. It's a I don't know. It's a little place in the middle of nowhere that happens to be right next to the Grand Lakes recreation area. Uh one side of it is a looks like a pretty nice little lake. And then the other side, when they release the dam, I guess is still a lake too, but Uh, that's where everybody goes riding at and it's all rock. It's all lake bottom. It's all bedrock. So that's all they have. That's it. I don't even remember, you know, when I was out there last fall, I was only there for about 24 hours, but I don't think in the town of Disney, I don't think they have but one or two stores. I don't think there's any fast food. It's more of, it's more of a, uh, uh, a speed bump. I guess you could say that town is, and they do not care about us. they have, uh, one police officer. We were affectionately, uh, refer to him as Larry, uh, light him up. Larry is what we like to call him. Cause if that he doesn't have nothing else better to do. So he, uh, try explaining to Larry that we have to race again. We've broken something. We have to race again in an hour. I'm trying to get to my trailer to get an axle or whatever. There is a perfectly good blacktop road that I have to travel a quarter, a half mile on to get that, to get back. Or I have to go this gigantic loop out in the middle of nowhere. That's going to take forever on the trail system, the, uh, back road, whatever, over into a completely another town to get our parts. But if we take the blacktop, we'll be there and, four or five minutes max. We're not running 60 mile an hour. We're obeying speed laws. Larry don't care. You're getting a ticket. Uh, Or you're getting pulled over and harassed or bothered. So it's just, it's frustrating to go there. You know, they invite us in and they don't, they don't treat us uh, the best. So I would just assume not ever go back there. Uh, I know last fall when we were out there, so there's, there is the road, which you're not allowed to ride on, but they have gravel roads on the side of the roads. It's not even a shoulder cause it's on the other side of the curb, most of the places, but there's gravel roads on the other, on each side of the road. They want you to ride on. Well, where we were parked at, camped at, whatever, we were right next to one of those gravel roads. Literally Just the front of our truck was right next to it. So we had a razors park there. Larry comes by. You guys need to move. Uh, why, Larry? You can't park in the road. Larry, we're not in the road. We're in our campground. You're too close to the road. Mm. Nope, close is not a, uh, a boundary or a uh, uh, unit of measurement. I'm in my campsite. No, you're too close to the road. Larry, we're not in the road. Well, I don't care. You need to move. And just nonsense like that. I mean, the guy didn't, I don't know. I don't know. I know that the people that were out there this last trip had a very uh, rough time with that individual. Uh, Guys, they do not want us there. Let's don't go. That'd be fine. I don't think it's worth a shit anyways, just to be honest with you. Uh, let's just don't go, let's go somewhere else. I know we have a deal with mid America and I think Jason's the one pulling the strings on that, on why we did go there. But, uh, if that means we have to cut ties with Jason, then, uh, and for those of you who don't know, Jason is the owner operator, of mid America Offroad, uh, mid America, mid America outdoors, whatever it's called, uh, I would much rather go to Mid-America. It is more like everywhere else we go. We are uh, pitted within the confines of the park. We can move freely to and from pits. Uh, Don't have to worry about Larry, for that matter. I don't know. Uh, I would rather go to Mid-America twice than go to Disney once. I don't want to go to Mid-America twice but I would much rather do that as to go to, uh, Disney mid America is a really nice park, but I don't think it is a, so the, the disconnect, I think for me, for mid America, the disconnect for me for Disney is I don't think that racing is good at Disney at all. I just don't, it's not us at all. Um, you know, we're used to racing in the mountains, in the hills, there's trees and things, and you go to Disney and it's just rock. I don't know. I don't like it. You go to mid America, they have the, the, the hills and the trees and the somewhat of a mountain, but as a spectator, you're forced to be so far away from the actual racing. Uh, it makes it hard. It's it, there's a disconnect from the spectator to the event. You're so far away so the mid-america and i don't even know if when we go back there this fall where we're going to be racing because they're doing all that expansion and travis pastrana this and that and everything going on out there so um but both times or i guess it's been several times now but every time i've been out there mid-america is also it's uh where they race the bottom down there is a big spillway, used to be a lake so the spectators have to be on one side of said lake And then the racing occurs on the other side of said lake. So the buggies look like freaking micro machines climbing hills. You're so far away from them. And that I don't like. Make the courses shorter. And get the spectators down there a little closer. You know, where they can feel that horsepower a little bit more. Where they can see what actually is going on. I just, it's you know, they try and make the courses at mid America. We run out and, and I'm not knocking Clyde. He's doing the best he can with what he's given the area he's told to use. Uh, we, you know, we race around on the bottom, they dig holes, build jumps and things like that. Whatever. Nobody cares about that. Nobody. We all want to see people go up these hills. Uh, so do away with all that nonsense. If you got to make an up and down and up and down the hills, then do that or whatever. But it, Get the spectators closer to the action. You know, even at uh, Windrock and Wildcat, they're way closer. Way closer. Bikini Bottoms, way closer. Everywhere. It just, it, those places, you're so far away. You know, I think uh, the original place we raced, um, that I, well, I shouldn't say original. The first place I seen them race at was uh, over in, I think, what they call Thunder Valley or something now, where they had the... Uh, monster trucks and mega trucks and whatnot and i'm i i was not interested in it in the least and i'm a big rock racing fan but i just felt like i was so far away it was hard to get interested i would much rather set up my trailer and watch it on tv at that point uh and then the next year we moved to the other valley hills whatever and it's the same way it's just opposite instead of racing on the left side you're racing on the right side but it's still, the spectators are still so far away from the racing. I don't know. It's just not, not my cup of tea. I wish we could. You know, Mid America's got a really nice place. Swimming pool, yay! Bars, yay! Store, yay! Uh, nice campground, yay! The stage, drag strip, all good stuff. But there's nowhere to race. Why are we there? There's nowhere to race. I don't know. Somebody explain it to me. Did you know Lake Cumberland's number one UTV accessory store is located right in the heart of Monticello? That's right. At Rock Life Off-Road, we carry top brands such as l Fab, Super ATV, Sedona Tire and Wheel, and much more. We have a full service and installation area as well as a fully stocked showroom with anything you could possibly need. Located in the former Lakeview Yachts Houseboat Factory at 2868 East Highway 90. Stop by or give us a call. All right, so this last segment, uh, we're going to talk about the results from each race. We're going to call this the rundown. Uh, We're going to do this every every week that we have a race. We'll do our typical uh, topics. We'll talk about the event weekend, and at the end of the show, we'll go over all the uh, final podiums and update our overall points for the season in the National Rock Racing Association. So we'll get right after that. We're going to start with Windrock Park. We'll start with the youth class. Youth class, uh, third place was Dallas Hickley. Second place, Tucker Ellison. First place, Kenley Havens. Our Venn class uh, was third place, Justin Hoback. Second place, Don Curtis. And first place, Charles Cariss. And then we'll get to the UTV stock class. Braden Upchurch was in third. I think that's his first ever podium. Uh, Jay Stortz in second. Clint Garrison in first. UTV cup class. Clay Kaysen with third place, Nathan King in second, and Cashley Croy makes his return to the National Rock Racing Association with a first place finish. Uh, UTV Bounty Class, new name on the podium, Justin Hooper in third, Nathan King in second, and glad to see Casey Howell take the top spot. Uh, big Bouncers... Mr. Consistency, the gatekeeper himself, uh, Brandon Davis in third place, followed by Trent Radcliffe in his new smoked out buggy and the brand new modern Barney buggy for Justin wheels took the top spot. Moving on to Disney. Uh, overall for the weekend in the UTV youth was Brantley Havens in third Dallas Heckley in second and Ava Garner took home first place. Vin class was Justin Hoback in third Charles Chris in second and Mike Henson in first, uh, UTV stock class Don Hood took your third place. Uh, Brandon Davis took second and Jay Stortz was your winner. Uh, UTV bounty class Tyler Bradley in third Clint Strain in second, and D.C. Thompson was your winner. Bouncer class, Jay Stortz in third, Daniel Heckley in second, and Wade Goode makes his first podium appearance of the season after a rough weekend at Winrock. Wade Goode was your winner in the bouncer class. Overall points for the season, UTV youth. We have uh, Clara Hoback in third with 169 points, Dallas Heckley in second with 180 and Ava Garner with 181. We got a close battle there in the UTV youth class. The UT or the Venn class, we got Mick Henson in third, Justin Hoback in second, and Charles Cariss in first. UTV stock, we're going to run back to uh, fourth place on this deal because we've got a close battle going on there. Braden Upchurch is in fourth with 144 points. Brandon Davis in second with 150. Justin Hoback in second with 155. And then Jay Stortz has a commanding lead in the UTV stock class at the moment with 191 points. Your UTV. Uh, cup class, third place, Brandon Davis with 163, Clay Kaysen with 175, and Nathan King is your leader with 188 points after the second race of the year. UTV bounty class, D.C. Thompson in third after only one event that he's entered. He got a perfect 103 at BMR for a good enough for third place for the year. Uh, Tyler Bradley is in second with 105, and Casey Howe is leading that series with 120. All right. And our final class is the big bouncer class. We're going to run that back to fourth as well. Uh, Wade Gude is currently setting in fourth with 157 points. Daniel Heckley is in third with 159 points. Brandon Davis and Justin Wills, both tied with 168. Currently that puts Justin in the top spot due to tiebreakers. Uh, we've got a very close bouncer race guys. This is, this is going to be a four or five man race for the championship in that series this year. Uh, timmy Leaven has opened it up all right guys there you have it there's your results from uh windrock and disney hopefully uh we'll be able to do you one uh and just have one race so it's not so many numbers not so many names after wildcat we're going to try and do one after every event and um we may start doing these after outlaw races as well uh like i said i just i don't have the time or the means to keep up with the outlaw races as much uh but we could do that to give you guys a little bit more uh keep you more in the loop of what everybody's doing and what everybody's got going on but nevertheless congrats to all our podium finishers uh you know hopefully guys bear with us while we're trying to get set up i, I want to do this i don't want it to be just me talking i it to have uh, a co-host on here but logistically it's just really hard to do right now with this time of schedule uh, we would have to be recording at midnight or something. And because, you know, Dan's got to work. I've got to work. We both have families. Uh, he's got race cars he's got to work on. So it's, it's hard. I don't want to take time. This needs to be a bonus deal for everybody. I don't want to take time away from our normal lives to do this. I try and do this during the day while I'm at work. So just bear with us. We'll, we'll get our foot, our feet under us Uh, soon hopefully and uh, we'll get some more consistent stuff to you in the meantime guys uh we'll see you at wildcat hopefully out the top this episode is brought to you by rock life off-road check us out on facebook youtube instagram and tiktok